Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name's Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who recently just got to meet every single Baltimore <laughs> Raven ever that ever played for the team in the history, Brandon Siegel. I want to point out, that's, that's not true. I told, I told Trevor that when he walked in. I was just trying to say, I just got back from Baltimore visiting my grandfather, um, so shout out to him. I know he's going to be listening. Uh, it was a ton of fun. I wish I met every single Raven that's ever existed, because that's, that's like my dream, I feel like. I feel like that... I kind of just faint, like if I saw Ray Lewis walk towards me, that, I would I would faint a little bit for sure. Uh, but we got we got something special going on a little before, right after we do your rundown. We have a live opening of Trevor's birthday present. It came a little late, like I said last time. We're gonna open it on the podcast. So why don't you give us your rundown for the day? All right. So uh, with small talk, we got some college basketball commitments. We're gonna go into Trenton Watford, LSU. Jaden McDaniel's to Washington. We got R.J. Hampton's decision coming up. Jawan Howard. New head coach for the Michigan Wolverines. Let's go! Uh, the all-NBA teams were released. Um, we got small talk trivia, randomly ranked. And then our main topics, we have two main topics. We're going to go into the NBA playoffs, talk about the raptors Bucks series, little NBA Finals preview, and then talk about a very great TV yeah. show. A special that... one. Don't name it yet. Don't name it yet. Okay. You'll see. You'll see. Right. When it, it's time, we'll say there's going to be some spoilers. We want everyone it. to watch they it might, out there. They might know what it is. but Yeah, maybe they know yeah. what it is. But but yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a fun episode. we got a little new incorporation. And right now, Trevor, it is time for your birthday present. We're opening this live. Right. I want you to give it an open. See if you like it. I, I'm telling Trevor. Right. I already told him. I think I knocked out of the park. So we'll see how I did. All right. I like this shiny uh, packaging here. That shiny. What, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Describe it to us. Oh, it's it's like a black shirt. It's a shirt. I can tell that. It's what do we black. got? Oh, okay. So it is a Dwayne Wade shirt. D. Wade World Tour. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Wow. Did, did it live up to the hype? This is awesome. Yes, this lived up to the hype for sure. It has like different dates. Uh-huh. It's his retirement uh, tour shirt. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. has when he won his, all the dates, his titles, all-star MVP, mm-hmm. all this stuff. This is awesome, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, we're going to post I a picture after of Trevor with the shirt after the episode. We're going to oh. post it. Oh, okay. Uh, so you guys can all see. But Trevor, happy wow. birthday. Uh, and we'll, we'll start, we'll get right into the episode. Uh, start off, you know, on a good, good note there. Yeah. Very good note. Uh, first up, we have a couple college basketball commits who committed. Uh, the first one is Trendon Watford. Um, he's from Birmingham, Alabama. He was 17th overall in the nation. He's the fourth overall power forward. Uh, I was down, it seems like uh, 247 had him almost all the way to LSU, and he committed to LSU, but uh, it seemed pretty close to Memphis. Uh, what do you think about Mr. Uh, Mr. Watford? Um, he's definitely a great player. Obviously, with all the things that went on with Will Wade, they're still getting some good players. Oh, yeah. So that's good to see for LSU. Um, I think they're still going to be a good team again next year, uh, for and for years to come. So this is good for LSU. Yeah, this is a this is a great sign for them. Again, it's kind of interesting whenever there's stuff that happens in teams that are like really good. And LSU is not even a great basketball school. I mean, they still persevere and get a five star recruit. So right. uh, overall, really good. Uh, to our next recruit, Jaden McDaniels, which we predicted, both of us predicted on the podcast, he would go to uh, San Diego State. It seems like at the end here, they kind of went to the bottom of his list. Yeah. Uh, so Jaden McDaniels, the number eight overall recruit, the number one power forward, ended up committing to Washington. Uh, he stayed home. He's from Federal Way, Washington. This is an interesting time because this isn't something I think most people saw for a little bit, at least until recently. Yeah, I mean, Washington, they keep getting these um, high-level prospects despite the fact that they haven't been good in a while. Um, so it's it's the coaching staff has done a great job there. Uh, John Rothstein, he came out with this tweet saying the projected starting five, they could potentially have Quad A Green, Jamal Bay, Jane McDaniels, Hamir Wright, and Isaiah Stewart. 
Uh, so that's a really good starting five if that's what that's it would really be. That's a really good starting Isaiah five. Isaiah Stewart, he's uh, one of the top centers from this class that Washington also got. So very good uh, team for Washington. Yeah, Washington's going to be they're, they're going to be a squad for sure. It, they, they've been in mediocrity for a, a little while here, even with Fultz. Um, and last yeah. year they did well, but not that. I mean, they won like 20 games. They, they definitely, yeah. I think they lost 10, 11 games. So, I mean, they've they kind of been a little bit better than, you know, kind of mediocrity. So we'll see how it goes. they got a lot of, a lot of good always, players coming always in. talented. Moving on to a subject I'm very excited to talk about, um, about recruiting here. Jawan Howard, the new head coach at Michigan. Uh, it's a five-year deal. It's going to be $2 million annually. So they get a little price cut from John Beeline. Um, John Beeline was an amazing coach, but I'm excited about this. And I kind of want to talk about for a second. There's now kind of becoming a theme of these bigger colleges bringing in players that went there who were uh, successful in the NBA or just successful in general. Um, John Howard wasn't, you know, super, super successful in the NBA, but he had a long career. I think he was a 13-year mm-hmm. veteran, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, that's a pretty new hire. He's, uh, I think, two years in maybe. Yes. Penny Hardaway's now getting all these five stars. Is this, do you think this is a start of a trend to bring these players back that were, like, greats at the universities? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, Jawan Howard, he's a guy who I'm, I'm a big fan of because he played for the Miami Heat at one point. Um, like you said, 13-year career. Uh, to me, that's a successful career. If you could stay in the NBA for 13 years, that's pretty good. He's gotten a lot of, obviously, uh, endorsements from guys like Jalen Rose, Jay Williams. So I, I kind of expected this. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does in Michigan. I'm excited to see how it uh, pans out. And like I said, I, I, I said this last episode, I... I'm, it's not that I'm not happy that John Howard hire. I, I I am happy. I think there's a possibility they could have done better, and I think they kind of went with the fix that was good for them right now. And I think it will end up being okay. But I really wish they went and looked a little more at a Billy Donovan or maybe even a Brad Stevens, even that's a super far reach. And like I said, uh, so I to me it's a great hire. I'm happy about it. Uh, but moving on, we're gonna go over to uh, one more other college commit, uh, R.J. Hampton. Uh, so. Why don't you give us uh, R.J. Hampton's final three? He's committing on Tuesday, so who mm-hmm. are his final three choices? So R.J. Hampton's final three are Texas Tech, Kansas, and Memphis. Uh, he's scheduled to commit on Get Up Tuesday morning, so uh, I'm interested to see where he's going to go. Yeah, R.J. Hampton reclassified. R.J. Hampton's is such a fantastic basketball player. Uh, what, do, what do you think he's going to go? Um, you know, I, I think with all of the prospects Memphis has already gotten, um, if they got him, man, they would be even more stacked. And that would be tragic for Boogie Ellis because he transferred from – or he didn't transfer, but he was a Duke commit. Got released from Duke. And then released because Trey Jones came back. Now if he goes to Memphis, now Boogie Ellis might not be starting for Memphis if R.J. Hampton goes there. So it could be tough for him. I think I think I want to say Texas Tech because of um, obviously the coaching situation coming off of that uh, championship run. I mm-hmm. think that uh, Texas Tech would be a good choice. Uh, the crystal ball prediction on 247 has him at Kansas, 81%, which is a pretty, pretty solid percentage. Uh, sometimes a little higher, sometimes a little lower, but that's probably, that's probably a little bit above average. I'm, I'm going to go with them. Uh, he's currently the fifth player in this class, and he reclassified. So let's, <clears throat> yeah. we, we cannot stress enough how good RJ Hampton is. He's young. Uh, Team USA player, and he's young, so easy to develop. So uh, RJ Hampton is going to be a fantastic player at the next level. I'll go with the crystal ball prediction. I think it'll be Kansas. Okay. Uh, to our next... Small talk, top or uh, yeah, small talk topic. We have the NBA first team just got released. Um, I, I what? How do you think the teams ended up turning out? 
Um, so overall, I think they did a pretty good job on the teams. I think one may, uh, one not really major, but I think I would have Kevin Durant on first team. I think he's the best player in the NBA, so I would have him over Paul George. Again, Paul George had a very good year, but I think when it comes down to it, I think Kevin Durant had a very similar year to him. Um, so I would have Kevin Durant. I also would have Russell Westbrook over um, Kyrie Irving for the second team. And then uh, a lot of other, for the most part, I think it looks pretty solid to me. I mean, I agree with basically everything else. Yeah, overall, I thought it was really good. Uh, there was someone on the third team that I thought was a little low. His name, <laughs> LeBron James. He should be, he should really be on his own team. That's what I have decided. He should be on, on the 0th team. It's his just own team. Oh, okay. I think he's that amazing. It doesn't matter what happened this season, in my opinion. He should be all-time MVP every single year. Uh, but in actuality, I think they did a pretty good job with the awards. I don't know why you think Russ should be over Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving had a great Russ's year. Better. He's, he's not better. He's but despite the fact that uh, both their teams really kind of didn't do the greatest this year, I feel like they did, both didn't live up to expectations. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think they did a pretty good job with this. Um, do you like Jokic over Embiid? Um, I personally went at Embiid, but I think it's it's super close, honestly. I don't think they could have went wrong with either of them, so I don't really have a huge problem with yeah, it. Yeah, it's 411 votes to Jokic, 372 to Embiid. So, I mean, that's close, but that's definitely not, like, the closest we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but overall, I'm pretty happy with it. I, I don't have too many complaints. Um, I think they did a pretty good job uh, <clears throat> overall. Clay Thompson was very distraught about not being on an all-NBA team. Right. And I think, I mean, this is remarkable. He's number one, he doesn't get... He won't be paid as much. Supermax, yeah. Yeah. He's missing out. So wait, what do you think about his comments? Um, so now Clay Thompson, he got told about this like live. Like he didn't know. He said he wasn't aware that he wasn't third team. So he was told this on the spot. So I think the reaction um, is kind of, you know, we don't really see honest reactions like this. So it, I think it makes sense. You know, he's missing out on potentially, I think it was like $80 million that I think. Yeah, he, it's a lot. It's a lot. Because Kemba Walker's third team over him. And I think that's what Kemba Walker now he can make an extra 80, mi- 80 million. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really uh, fault him for being mad at this. Mm-hmm. You and know. now there's, there's three players that this year are able, they're eligible for the Supermax. It's uh, Rudy Gobert, Kemba Walker, and Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I don't know if Kemba deserves it, just because I think he's a little old. I don't know if I'd give him the Supermax. Uh, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard should have gotten, I know it's, he wasn't eligible for it, but he should have gotten the Supermax a long time ago. I think you'd agree with me on that. He's that good of a player. Yeah. Um, Rudy Gobert, I think, is another player that's well-deserving of a Supermax. Yeah. He's a, a good building block on that team. Um, but again, like we said, overall, uh, very solid All-NBA teams. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy yeah, with it. me too. Continuing on into small talk trivia, uh, the score is still 3-2. to two. Uh, I'm winning. It's not, again, no surprise there. Let's not. <laughs> no surprise there. But uh, to start small talk trivia, I'll start with my question first this week. Okay. Um, and speaking about all NBA teams, and I'm also going to wrap it in with your present. What was the year, the last year that Dwayne Wade made an All NBA team? It could be first, second, okay. third, doesn't matter. Okay, the last year Dwayne Wade made an All NBA team. Okay, so I know. Let's see. All NBA. I'm I'm thinking between like 2012, 2013. I'm thinking it's right around that area. Well, so obviously if he you had want, injuries. Well, let's do it. Let's um, do the span because the years are considered like. 2010 to 2011, 2011 to 2012. Right. So you can say like say it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. The last year he was all NBA. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say is 2012. I- I'm gonna give that to you. It's 2012 to 2013. So okay. you- you're right. That is correct. That is okay. a-, a point on the board for you. Yeah. I applaud you for that question. Uh, so he's right. not tied three to three, but let's see what happens with my question. All right. So LeBron James did not make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. 
and the Raptors are now in the finals because of it. Obviously, um, the past however many years, LeBron James has made the finals with the Heat and the Cavaliers. Now with the Raptors making the finals, my question to you is, who is the last team, not a team LeBron James was on in the Eastern Conference that made the finals? Who was it? Okay, I would like to say this would have been in what? 2000. I'm going to say, I think it's the Magic. It is not the oh, Orlando no. Magic. It was the Boston Celtics. Oh, no. It was with Paul Pierce. 2010. I was thinking like earlier than that. <laughs> I was thinking like way earlier than that. Oh, that wasn't my best go at it there. It's all, all right. Good. Well, the so score is all tied, tied up at 3 3. Um, pretty solid neck and neck. I, I'm for sure that I'll take the lead coming up here. Um, but moving on over to randomly ranked. Uh, randomly ranked is the segment that we do. We take a completely random topic and we rank it. Uh, and this week's topic is going to be fast food. And if you know me, I like my fast food a lot. Uh, so since I start off the question, why don't you start off today? All right. So my top three fast food, I'm going to start off number three. I'm going with, again, a place that Brandon recommended to me. And I have loved it ever since. It's Swenson's. Oh, God. How is that? Three. Uh, it's three for me. I've only been there now about five, t- four or five times, actually. But I love it every time I go. Um, man, I want to go there right now. But, yeah, Swenson's <laughs> so good. It's my number three. Number two, a place I go very often. I bring it to Brandon's apartment <laughs> for the podcast. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's Subway. Subway's my go-to. Um, I always have one, like, usually close to my house. So I go to Subway a lot. Love Subway. Number one, going with I actually just had this um, yesterday. Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is awesome. Fortunately, in Bowling Green, we don't have one that's super close. The close one's Perrysburg, but uh, Chick Fil A. Twenty minutes away, but Chick Fil A is amazing. Number yeah. one. Chick Fil A is that is is a solid. I like your three. I think you you botched up the order of them, but there were three good restaurants. So to start mine off, I, I'm I'm doing a top three, but I have to give two honorable mentions. Okay. My first honorable mention is going to be McDonald's. Now, everyone what? hates McDonald's, okay? And if you know me, what? you know I love McDonald's. I love it. Boo. Honorable mention is McDonald's. Another honorable mention I'm going to have is Steak and Shake. Shout out to my boys, Josh and Greg. They, they know what I'm talking about. Over to my top three. Number three, I'm going to give as Chipotle. I love Chipotle. And I'm a picky eater. I don't even get a lot of Chipotle. But I love Chipotle. There's only one person I've ever met in my entire life who gets the same order as I do. It's so weird. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll even rat this guy out, too. I'm even going to say his name. He's not going to be happy I'm saying it. I get Chipotle. I swear, I'm not lying. I get chicken and cheese in my burrito. That is it. That's the only wow. thing I get in my burrito. Yeah, that picky. That's so plain. The only person who gets the exact same order as me is my roommate, Ben. So, yeah, Ben, <laughs> I just called you out. Number two, I have Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Chicken's way too good. Uh, yeah. Their sauce is good, which, you know, maybe oh, a randomly ranked for Chick-fil-A another, another uh, episode there. Uh, and number one, how you have this at number three is I don't even understand. Swenson's. Uh, if you're from the Cleveland area, you know what Swenson's is, or Akron area, I guess you should say. Uh, it's, it's truly such an amazing restaurant. Uh, I, I, if I could, I would go there every single day. And maybe we just have to do a post-pod <laughs> run. I mean, that might just be what has to happen. Uh, but So that'll be randomly ranked for this week. Uh, if you have any ideas that you'd like to submit, please submit those to us. Tweet at us. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, so transitioning over to our main topics, we have two good ones today. Uh, but let's start off with the NBA. Let's wait. A lot happened in this series. Uh, yeah. The Bucks went up two zero. We were okay. Yeah. Bucks Raptors went up two zero. I predicted that they would go. You predicted they would. I predicted before the whole playoff start that they would go. I uh-huh. thought the plus minus was such a big deal. Clearly, it wasn't that big of a deal. 
you predicted before the series that the Bucks would win six yeah. two, uh, in six in, games. In game six, but what's crazy yeah. is before the playoffs, you predicted the Raptors. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt here. I think you, you, predicted, you predicted. I'm going I'm <laughs> to give you the benefit of the doubt. So, breakdown, what happened in this series? How, what happened to the Bucks from games two to six? Okay, so for me, the Bucks they had a, a 2-0 lead. I was pretty much the whole world was confident the Bucks were going to win this and, you know, maybe a sweep, maybe five games, six games. Uh, both of us last week on the podcast were confident the Bucks were going to win. Obviously, didn't happen. The Raptors won four straight. Now, to me, I think Giannis, Giannis's inability to shoot is one of the biggest things. Um, there's lots of occasions where he drives in the basket and then um, – the Raptors, their pack line defense kind of swarms. You see like three or four defenders kind of collapse into him, and then he has to try to pass it out, and he commits some turnovers, or he kind of just throws up a bad shot. And, you know, he, he's young, so he hasn't quite figured out how to um, play against a defense like that yet. So that's kind of what changed the series. And then, obviously, he started to get production from the Raptors bench, Fred Van Fleet. Um, he's had a very good series. And then uh, there were some other guys. Serge Ibaka had a couple good games. Um, and Kawhi was just insane, obviously, the whole series. So uh, that's kind of how the Raptors won. Yeah, to kind of go to the game six, I, and we were texting during most of the game, I was so impressed with the depth of these two teams, which I think attests to more of like the older kind of NBA style where it's not the Warriors chucking up threes and they only have six players that are even usable, really. So both these teams are so deep. Where I, I like this series. I'm happy it went six games. I wish it went yeah, seven, it but this series. was a good series. I think what was added at the end is that nobody on the Bucks really wanted to help out. Uh, the Bucks only shot 40% from the field. That's not all too great. And Giannis went 7 for 18, which is good. It's not terrible, but that's not enough to win the series. Yeah. You need to do a lot more to win. Right. Um, and I don't even think, like, Kawhi played really well, but I don't think he played, like, his best basketball. I think the role oh, players are the ones know. that stepped up. Siakam, 7 for 17, which isn't bad. He had 18. He went plus 8. Um, you have Kyle Lowry going 6 for 10. Kyle Lowry maybe showing up? That's good. Is, is the, are we going to see this in the finals, you think? Uh, I, I hope so. I, I don't know. I really hope. I, I think there's almost no way. And then we'll get into it in a little bit, but there's almost no way that the Warriors even lose a game, in my opinion. Even though the Raptors have home field advantage. I think that's a bigger deal. That, but yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Deal. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, like you said earlier, Van Vliet played 34 minutes. I mean, he played the fourth most minutes out of the seven that played. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had 14 points. He went... Five for six. He had a plus twelve, best plus minus on the team. I'm really impressed with him. I think he needs to get paid here. When is his? Is, I'm guessing his contract's up in a year or two because he's not that old. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but he's young. Obviously, recently he just played at Wichita State. Obviously, with Final Four run, and really he played a lot so much because Danny Green was playing so bad. Um, but yeah, he's he was one of their most important players in, last night and in the series in general. So. I, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, and um, their bench just played so well. This was, a, in my opinion, one of those times where I don't think anyone played really terrible. Uh, and it, it, it's one of those things where I, I seriously think everyone on the court had their own little niche, and they all they all contributed to the win, which is, like I said, kind of more older basketball where it's not Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Clay Thompson chucking up all these shots and yeah. they're, they're shooting for 70% of the points. I mean, the bench scored uh, like a third of the points for the Raptors. Right. I mean, this was... This truly showed how deep this team was. And what's crazy is, like, Jeremy Lin, who I felt like was a pretty decent role player towards the second half of the season, he didn't even play. No. So I, I don't think they even tapped into all their bench. This was, to me, solidified that, obviously they won the series, but this solidified where I, I truly think that the Raptors, like, going forward, they need, like, one more player. Yeah. And I really think they will contend. Like, yeah. really, really think they will contend. Yep, I agree. Um, 
another kind of weird thing that we got. We got some beef out of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake, which, as we know, I love Drake. So I'm going to side with Me Drake too. or whatever's happening. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff that happened with the Bucks. Why don't you give us a rundown on what happened there? Okay, so... Obviously, there was a picture where Drake was massaging Nick Nurse's shoulders. Obviously, he's a huge Toronto Raptors fan, so he's celebrating. You know, Giannis airballed a free throw, and he's going crazy. Again, massaging Nick Nurse. And then I think Mike Budenholzer made a comment on it. Says, like, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said he, he wasn't really a fan of it. I think there was, like, no place for it. Um, and I don't really agree with it that much. I think, you know, Drake, I don't think he's really overstepping any lines um you know it's not like he's doing this to the Bucks players it's not like he's touching he's going out there and touching Giannis on the shoulder or something like that um obviously the owner of the Raptors uh sides with Drake on this probably you know he's a big fan so he probably has no problem with this so I don't see any problem with it either uh yeah this I don't see an enormous problem I think we're we're on the the line of where it's going to be a problem I think <clears throat> He's definitely a little bit out there, and I, I love Drake, and I'm very yeah. – I, I, I truly don't think there's a ton he can do wrong, but I think we're getting close to where we're, we're stepping out of line. Uh, what I think is funny – so the, Drake was, you know, messing around, and the, the coach, the, the Bucks coach, you know, said what he said. Holes, yeah. So then, then we go – when they go back to Milwaukee, okay, you see the, the Bucks owner, her <laughs> daughter, okay, she is sitting with a push a T-shirt on. Right. Which is another rapper you guys do not know. Uh, Pusha T and Drake have had... They've been a little angry at each other. They've had some beef. Um, and then he goes so far... Drake decides... Well, this is a perfect time for me to respond. He makes his profile picture on Instagram a picture of her. <laughs> which he has 57.3 million followers. Uh, and then he put on his Instagram story another picture of her. And said, all is fair in love and war. And trust me, I'll still get you tickets to OVO Fest. So... This is insane to me. This is truly, like... And, like, I don't even think any of this is malicious, like, in any form. No. Like, I truly think no. this is, like, fun beef. Like, I, yeah. I enjoy what is happening here. So me too. I think we're close to stepping over a boundary, but we haven't made it there yet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I thought it was funny. It was funny that she kind of uh, came back at him, and then he came right back again. So, I, you know, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, moving on to the finals preview... So, Warriors-Raptors. Raptors have home field advantage. I, I cannot stress. I, I think this is a big deal. I do not think this should be downplayed. I truly believe that this can help the Raptors, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. This, getting these first two games, hope, you know, they can get one game. One game. Because think about it, The Cavs, when they won, had no business winning in 2016. There's no business. Yeah, yeah. Even with LeBron, and as amazing as he was, the Warriors are too good. Without Kevin Durant, it doesn't even matter. I truly don't think... Obviously, Kevin Durant's... The, one of the best players in the world, but the, the Warriors look amazing without him. Right. Okay, with them, I'm sure they'll be great too. But yeah. my point is, is that I I think if they can grab one of these games, just one of them, even if they go down three one after those games, I I think they can have a chance. I think they have a chance. I don't know. I mean, I think that I think you want to split the first four. So if they either they get one of the first two and one of the uh, game three or four, or they get both of these and then lose three or four. I think you have to be 2-2 with the Warriors going into game five. I, I, I mean, that would definitely help. Don't get me wrong. The more games, the better. What I'm saying is I, I feel like that if they can get one and just get that momentum going, yeah. then it's a different story. I think we, we have uh, uh, something happening here. Right. Now, saying that, I don't believe they'll get one game or really even come close, okay. which I've said this through the whole playoffs. I didn't think anyone was going to come close to the Warriors. <clears throat> and really, 
whether you think it or not, I don't even think the Rockets came that overly close. I think they were a little uh, close, but not that. I, I understand it went to six. They were pretty close. But whatever. I, I personally do not <laughs> think they were that close. Um, but so what, what is your prediction? If you had to make a prediction, how, what is going to happen in the finals? Okay, so previously I've said I don't believe Kevin Durant's coming back uh, into the series at all. He's not coming back for the remainder of playoffs. So with that said, with no Kevin Durant for the Warriors, I still have the Warriors in six games. So I have the Warriors in six. What about you? Yeah, I think you're drunk. The Warriors went in four. Um, I do not think it'll be close. If they pick up a game, I think it goes to six. If they can pick up just one, I think they'll, they'll get that's, the momentum, win one more. Happen. So it, in my, I, I don't think the games are going to be close. Uh, we'll see. I want to see what happens with Kawhi Leonard. With Kevin Durant not there, they, I mean, you can put Clay on him. I don't think Clay is quite enough of an athletic defender to guard Kawhi Leonard. So I'm interested to see what happens mm-hmm. um, with Kevin Durant not being on the court and how they're going to guard him. So do you believe Kevin Durant's going to come back at all or no? I don't think so. I agree with you. I, I, the quad injuries are bad. I was talking to my dad about this. Mm-hmm. I, the quad injuries are so, so bad. Um, it's troublesome uh, to see something like that, but I, I don't see him coming back. Okay. Uh, moving on. So right here, I'm going to warn you guys. There's going to be some spoilers spoiler that we're about alert. to talk about. Yes, yeah, a big spoiler alert. Um, a couple weeks ago, my roommate Ben and I, we watched a show called All American on Netflix. And All American is about... Um, a guy named Spencer James, who is a high school football player in the L.A. area, and he's an inner-city uh, kid. Uh, there's, like, gangs all around him and stuff. Um, and a coach uh, from Beverly Heights High School, Beverly High, kind of illegally recruits him to come play for him. There's kind of drama involved in it. It's a little bit like Friday Night Lights, I think, is the best comparison. So we watched this about two, three weeks ago, uh, my roommate and I, and it's maybe, maybe a little more than that. My roommate and I loved this show. We were very, very addicted uh, so much so where I, I was like, Trevor, you have to watch this. And Trevor's favorite show is all uh, Friday Night Lights. So yeah. I told him, I was like, you got to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you watched it, and yeah. you loved it. I did. And I, I love it. it. So I thought we could talk a little bit about this. So if you haven't watched the show, please, please go watch it. Seriously, that great. They're not paying us to say this. Um, you can pay us if you want to say this. So honestly, Spencer James, come on the podcast. But let's, let's talk about this. So what did you like from this show? What is the takeaway that you liked? Okay, so this... This show had basically everything I wanted. It did. Um, and it did. similarly to Friday Night Lights, it combines drama and football in a way that, I don't know, just like in such a good way. Like it it, it almost gets addicting. I started watching this show, um, I think on Monday. And I watched, I think, three episodes the first day. Mm-hmm. I was trying to limit myself. I was like, yeah, don't, I don't want to like here. binge and just watch like He started everything. this on Monday. Does everyone hear that? This, yeah. This, this yeah. Is, it's not a super low. There's only one season so far. They are coming out the second season. But wh- how many episodes are there? 16? 16. So he started on Monday and today is Sunday. Yeah. So let's think about that one. And Go I, ahead, continue. And, and I finished on Thursday. So I had three episodes on Monday, Tuesday, and then five on Wednesday, Thursday. So I couldn't resist. It was just so addicting. Um, obviously some of the characters, you know, they all have their own like flaws and it's really interesting to see how they deal with them. Um, how other people kind of, you know, change and their roles kind of change. Um, and just the drama, it's, it's so addicting and I can't wait for a season two. I'm so excited. This show is so good. Like I, I cannot stress enough how much I think everyone should watch this show. Uh, it was truly that great. The football, in my opinion, is a little rough that they do like it's not i'm saying like the the acting of the football isn't isn't the greatest yeah but overall i every character i love just like you said that everyone has their little flaws no matter where you're from whether it's beverly hills or in this it's called south crenshaw i don't know if it's an actual city i would guess it is an actual Uh, city but that's kind of their inner city the south crenshaw part um and i mean even from spencer james's brother to his best friend coop who's my personal favorite character i mean she gets involved in gangs yeah so 
I just love where this show goes. And I don't, I think they had a wonderful storyline and they stuck to it from, I mean, episode one to episode 16. And you were saying that you wish they slowed it down a little bit. Yeah. So I think that when I watched episode one, everything felt super rushed. I felt like they were combining so much stuff into that first episode. Like they got to, cause they had the coach who he's recruiting Spencer James and like in the middle of the episode, he's already on the team. He's already playing. He already like has beef with Asher like, it, it goes so quick, and I felt like it was rushed, but then after that, it kind of started to settle in, and I really just loved it. Again, it got so addicting to me. It, it, it really was just so great, and I I love, like, like how this season ended. I feel like there's so much possibility for yeah, more. Like, so I, I feel like, like when Spencer's dad came in at the end, uh, the last couple episodes, I, mm-hmm. I felt like there's a lot more we could gain from that. Right. So yeah. what, do you, what do you want from season two? Um, so season two, obviously you need Spencer. Um, we assume, I think that he, this will be a senior year in high school. That's what I assume at least. Yeah, I, I believe it um, is. I believe it is. So we assume that he'll go through some trouble, maybe gets injured. I don't know, but he'll end up committing to college and then he'll end up going to college. So that'll be like his kind of, I don't know if it's a happy ending. I don't know how many seasons we can go, mm-hmm. but if it just goes two, then that could potentially be his happy ending. What about you? I, I think I wanted to go to three seasons. I want next year to be his senior year. Mm-hmm. And then I want one more of college. And then I want it to end where, like, after college, he gets drafted of some sort. Okay. Whether, whatever round it is, doesn't really okay. matter. That's kind of where I want to see it to go. But I feel like we got to go one step at a time. I'm interested to see what happens with every single character's individual story. I want to yeah. see what happens with Asher and his dad and yeah. his life. Can he get, can he get a college offer? Right. I want to see what happens with Spencer and Lila, with Olivia, uh, with Jordan. So there's, I think there's so much that we can expand on. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about this in a different episode. Uh, to finish up this episode today, we're going to give our quick prediction. Um, I'll go first this episode. Uh, I'm going to transition to baseball. Look, look at what we're doing here. I think the Orioles, this isn't even that crazy of a prediction. The Orioles are going to lose every single game this week. Uh, the <laughs> Orioles are just the worst team in baseball. It's so sad for me to say, but I think they will lose every single game. What do you okay, got? Uh, my prediction is Kawhi Leonard in game one this Thursday night. He's going to go for 30 points, 50% shooting, and they still will lose a close game one. Ooh, that's, that's a solid prediction. Unfortunately, Very solid prediction. Well, that'll be it for the, today's episode. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We truly, truly appreciate it. Um, please leave a comment. Give us a little rating. Uh, if you got that option, we'd love it. We, uh, we do read everything you guys send us, so please tweet at us. Uh, our Twitter account is at SmallBallerPod. Please follow Trevor and I both on Twitter. Um, we appreciate it. We are now on Spotify. This episode yes, will be on are. Spotify. So everyone get ready. Spotify is coming at you. So if, you, if you're not an Apple user, you're just a Spotify user, you don't want to use the podcast app, we got you. No excuses not to listen. There's no excuse now. No excuse. So please, everyone, uh, give us a little shout on Twitter. You know, tell us something you want uh, for Randomly Ranked or any ideas you have. Um, but thank you all again for listening. We truly appreciate the support, and we will see you next episode. Go Falcons.